Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another of the podcasts in the FinTalk series organised by Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa MacDonald and with me today I've got Andrew Stewart, who is the CEO of GSI Associates. You're a fairly new company, so or, or to Malta rather, so perhaps you could explain uh, a little bit about what your company does, Andrew. Um, and we provide a whole range of services. Um, my background is as a qualified accountant and we, we provide a whole range of accounting services outsourced uh, back to the Balkans, which reduces costs considerably. And um, we also have a range of other things. So we do, we do cyber security uh, translations. So we can provide a, a quite a wide range of support to companies in various jurisdictions. It would be very interesting to try and understand what you feel uh, attracted you to Malta. And clearly one of the things which I feel is most important is the complexity of mm. cross-border transactions, which more and more people in Malta are doing. What kind of, um, how important is it to actually understand uh, all the different jurisdictions in which a company operates? Mm. Yeah, it is complex. Uh, Malta is very attractive because I like it here, <laughs> and I think many people do. And for somebody who's British, it actually feels very British still as well. So it feels like a very welcoming place. It's, it's a kind of crossroads. Many, many transactions, it seems, go through Malta. It's a great place for holding companies, uh, for organising groups and putting group structures uh, into Malta. And uh, there are a lot of companies set up here with subsidiaries elsewhere. There's a fantastic trust structure, um, which has been you know, properly executed with sound laws around it. Uh, and I think people feel comfortable with it. Um, but of course, with, the, with transactions passing through other countries, um, it's always easy to find somebody who's an expert in one jurisdiction, but um, uh, an old uh, friend of mine who's a tax expert said you need joined up thinking, and joined up thinking is really important. It's more, our role quite often is to take the experts from those different areas and then, and then join up the thinking and produce a, a, a result where everything works across those different countries. And of course, when you're talking about multiple jurisdictions, you're talking about jurisdictions which may or not be within the EU uh, in terms of uh, legislation, accounting practices, um, yes. regulatory points as well. So it must be very complex. It, it is. And I don't, I don't think anybody can be expert in everything, which is why we, we've got, we have quite a few um, uh, experts in different areas, different jurisdictions. Um, it's always good to work with people you know and trust, but but it is complex. I mean, even, even Britain is probably going to diverge away, maybe from EU regulation as the the impact of Brexit kicks in, um, and we've had to work with companies in all sorts of places, Sharia law in uh, Dubai, uh, which is a, a totally different sort of banking structure. Um, we've worked in Hong Kong. Um, Mauritius is another very interesting place where we 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 have uh, clients. So it's important to have good people in all those different areas, but we, we, can't have, we can't do everything. We're not expert in everything. Really, we, we like to pull together that expertise uh, and present a, a package which gives the client uh, a solution 
for, for whatever it is they're trying to achieve. Yeah, and of course, um, the proof of the pudding is actually when things go wrong, because it's very easy to get it right, um, at, you know, at the yes. outset. But when things don't actually work out, then that's when it becomes even more complicated, I would imagine. Indeed, it does. And uh, we, we quite often get involved after it's gone wrong. Um, and then someone says, I've got a huge problem. And uh, we are the... Uh, we're sometimes called the champion of lost causes. Sometimes we have to go and pull together a, 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 from a complete mess to put something right and get some order back into it. <laughs> I was looking um, over your your website and so on. One of the things that you, you also do is budget analysis for corporates. Um, I mean, definitely one of the things that we've talked about a lot in different podcasts is the need for up-to-date data, but that data changes from morning to evening. So what would your role be? Um, how do you sort of cope with this kind of uh, analysis and so on? Um, I think, you know, all, all companies virtually of any size, and particularly when you've got the complexity of, of, of cross-border transactions, need a good sound reporting structure. Um, one of the things we do is to, is to put that in place. Quite often, businesses, it's quite normal for businesses to grow, very successful ones and they don't put any of the structure, the systems and the processes in along the way because they're too busy running the business. So we quite often have to put that in afterwards and in terms of, of budgeting, I mean, it's the only way really of, of controlling. You've got, you've got to have some idea of where you expect to be um, if you're going to have any chance of getting there. So we, we like to get that forecasting structure in, consolidate it across multiple jurisdictions if necessary and make sure that the the uh, reporting from local accountants quite possibly in those different countries all come through on a regular basis, consolidate it and look at variances. It sounds as though your advice would be think about this sooner rather than later. I'm sure yeah. it must be much easier to do earlier on in the, in the growth it than, is. than later. It, it is indeed. And often people who have run businesses before and start something new do put that in place first. But um, some businesses grow very fast, and particularly Malta is a very interesting place for the whole uh, you know, crypto scenario, uh, gaming. Um, and these are fantastically clever young people who just dive in and get on with running a business. And then when it gets to a certain point, they realise that perhaps they don't really have control of it. Yes. That's when it needs to be put right. Precisely. <laughs> One of the other things that uh, you do is investigations and forensics. Mm. Um, this is quite interesting, especially from the sort of accounting auditing point of view, because traditionally uh, the the line was drawn when it came to reporting to shareholders on the veracity of the accounts, etc. Yes. Forensics goes one step further. What what do you understand by forensics? Is it what I uh, I'm implying? Yes, to to me, it's a, a more proactive audit. I suppose it's the next step on. Um, I can't remember where we are in legislation now, but I think back in the 50s, a, a, a well-known judge called Lord Denning said the auditor is a watchdog, not a bloodhound. Uh, wherever the legislation is now, I, I still see it that way. Um, you know, auditing is, 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 is a, it's a bit of a... I was a statutory auditor for, year, for, statutory auditor for years, but it, it, is, it is a matter of ticking boxes and going through a compliance process. Um, <clears throat> forensics is more looking for something. Uh, quite often companies will have concerns about what's happening and they'll, they'll give us a target and say, we think something's wrong here, can you find it? Um, and the other type of forensic work is quite often looking at uh, companies where we've worked primarily with UK companies, but looking at um, working with insolvency practitioners 
uh, who are specialists in UK. In Malta, it's slightly different. Accountants can do insolvencies. But it's a specialist field in UK, and they have to report on director conduct. <clears throat> and quite often, all the money's gone missing. Maybe the director made off with it. And then we have to delve into the data and produce a report to say whether we feel the, the director or directors behaved well and did their job properly. So it's, it's another step on from, from auditing. And then there's probably another step on from that, which is, which is investigation. So forensic is really, I would call it more of a proactive audit, looking for something. Uh, and then investigation might go a little further. And uh, we work with other companies and people that we know that, can, that, that, that have uh, backgrounds in, in police and whatever that can do a more thorough investigation if needed. So it's completely different to the, the sort of compliance, due diligence, taking things at face value when they're reported by, by the financial uh, part of a, an organisation and so on. It's quite uh, intense. It, it, it is, it is. And it's, it's more akin, I suppose, to uh, mergers and acquisitions, so company buyouts where there's uh, a requirement always for, for due diligence. Um, is more searching um, and I, I think you know we've seen many of these where <coughs> excuse me where you have a um, you have a, a, a large firm of accountants involved um, they will quite often prepare something like an information memorandum but it's really recording information so it becomes a bit of a bible on perhaps the target company but the next step is to say well is that information right we need to check it uh, you could go much further and say, well, you know, are the directors connected to anyone else, which goes a bit beyond, you know, a utility bill and a copy of a photo ID. This must be particularly <coughs> important nowadays when we're talking about ESG all the time. Mm. Um, and people seem to focus very much on the E for environment, but not so much on the, the mm. G for governance. So I imagine that there's much more demand now for this kind mm. of service. I think so. We're finding more. There's, there's quite a... Uh, the regulatory framework is, is getting more intense all the time. And uh, we seem to have um, a major drive towards the, the social side of things and protecting people. The, 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 the huge regulation in GDPR that came in in May 18, I think it was. I think everyone paid it lip service. But it's actually a very, very serious piece of legislation and that sort of protection of data. We, in fact, one of, our, one of our team based in Romania is a GDPR expert, so we tend to look at that. But it links... I don't think people for a while realise that cyber security is incredibly important in relation to GDPR because you're not protecting people's data if you can be hacked. So we have both. We have cyber security uh, full-time in-house and also GDPR, GDPR experts as well. And that, that all has to interlink with with everything else when it comes to running a business, particularly when it's in multiple countries. Of course. This is what we were saying about the reliance on data nowadays. People want to have all of this uh, data and they want it all on the cloud, etc., etc. But as you say, that brings with it all sorts of risks. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've got coming up. Um, you hinted in the member spotlight that you had a number of projects in the pipeline. Can you give us any clues as to what you see as being future? Um, I can. We're, we're working on, I, I obviously can't mention names at this stage or be too specific, um, but we're currently working on a, uh, an incredibly successful startup, multi-million turnover, based in 
um, six countries with uh, nine companies or ten companies and it's a little of what we were just talking about, looking at putting reporting structure in place, making sure that accountants are doing what they need to do locally and reporting in time. Um, and uh, really making sure that everything gets done and is brought up to date quickly. I can't go into too much detail, but it is typical of that. And those is this, countries are kind, is this imminent? We've already started. Yeah, this is one we're, we're just working on. Um, and there are uh, some countries in EU and there are two countries that are not in the EU. So, so definitely cross-border and multiple jurisdiction. Well. Very interesting. Andrew, thank you so much for sharing this insight with us. Oh, thank pleasure. you very much for being with us. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the Fintalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.